0: everyone welcome to the stylish bride the podcast dedicated to making sure you are dressed styled and down the aisle I'm your host Julie Sabatino and today I have my friend Giselle from the dress doctor joining us again to talk about what to do if your wedding dress is too big. Giselle is a longtime friend, um, you've heard on this podcast before, and an incredibly talented designer and alterations expert um, for many, many years and has worked in lots of different bridal houses and on different bridal gowns. In fact, we met in like 2011 when she was at Vera Wang and we've been friends and colleagues ever since. So thanks for joining us today, Giselle. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Let's talk about the wedding dress being too big. And I feel like this is a multi-layered topic um, (laughs) because there's a lot that goes into it. And we're going to break it down through talking about why this happens, what to do to prevent it, and then how to fix it if it is too big on site. So first of all, Something that we see a lot, and I think this is probably going to resonate with a lot of the listeners out there, is that brides want to lose weight. You know, it's just the nature of what happens. You want to look your best on your wedding day. So you try to slim down, tone up, all of these things. And it really affects the way that a dress fits. So, you know, tell me what you're seeing with the brides that you're working with and some tips on what to know about doing that
1: when we're scheduling our first dress fitting, I like it to start at about six to eight weeks before the event. And then I always like to have three fittings at least. So you have, you come in for the consultation and then after that you come back three times. Okay. And I do that because I can get the work done little by little, keep my seams open. And if I notice that you're the type of bride who is actually drastically losing weight. And I notice that under more and more stress, you keep shedding that weight. Then I have the opportunity to actually fit you the week before your wedding or the week of your wedding. If you have a good tailor who is able to accommodate that, uh, I have a big team here, so I'm able to do that. If you have a tailor that's able to do that and you know your body and you know that under pressure, under stress, you do lose weight, then I would speak with them upfront and be honest and say, this is my body, when I'm under stress, this is what happens to me, what do you recommend? And are you comfortable with me coming in a week before my wedding or the week of my wedding? Some tailors can't accommodate that and you you then need to, to figure out a plan with them to say, is there something that we can build inside of my dress like a waist belt that can be made a little bit tighter on the day of like, I know right now I, it fits pretty great, but can we add one more notch in there to make it another inch tighter so that if I need it, I can buckle that belt in.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that is definitely something I want to come back to also. Yes. But I think that it's important for brides to realize that they need to be the weight that they want to be or as much as possible at that first yeah, fitting. It's and true. it's hard because you think, oh, I have two months left. But the more you take in a dress, the more it can get kind of mucked up. So if you can be your fighting weight for that first fitting, it's really, really helpful. And granted, you know, brides always lose a little, but yeah.
1: And I mean, we like account for that. I always, I expect at your next fitting for it to be taken in a little bit more just to kind of tweak it. But you do have to also think about the person that's working on your dress. They're doing their best. They're doing their best to get this to fit. But if at one fitting their pins tell them to take it in a half. Inch, and then you come back, and you still need another inch. That's that's a lot. It's also just not good for your body to do that. Oh well, that <laughs> is really a whole separate issue. You're yourself. right. No,
0: it's true. Oh. It's true. But you know, and yeah. I, I think some brides get a little bit crazy with that. But I completely understand as someone who struggled with it my whole life. You just want to look oh. your best, but it's important for people to realize that it really does compromise the integrity of the dress, particularly when there's beading on it, because. And embroidery. The more you bring it in, the seams aren't going to match up in the right way. The pattern is sometimes, you know, a little wonky. So you want to make sure as much as you can be to be that weight in the beginning.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like sizing things down, you really need a proper tailor to do that. So again, do your research and check with the salon that you're working with. Check with your stylist, your wedding planner, and just let them know, hey, I think that my alterations might be a little bit more than just standard. And find somebody who specializes in doing more customized alterations.
0: Yeah, it's a great tip. Another thing that they can take into account is making the dress perhaps a little snug. And I don't mean tight so they can't breathe, but Brides lose. I, I swear to God, I think that it's like adrenaline and that you just start, oh, you know, like dropping weight that last week without even trying sometimes. And, true. you know, making sure that it's a little on the snug side is always a good idea.
1: Yes, absolutely. I actually have been getting a lot of brides lately who are uncomfortable with that feeling. So interesting. OK, yeah. Where They're like, you know what? I don't like it tight at my waist. I don't like the way that feels. I want to take a deep breath. Okay. So, what I've been doing is that same trick with the waist belt I build it in and I tell them you can use it if you want to. And if you don't want to, it's there. So, it's just your backup plan, just in case.
0: This is the Grow Grain you were speaking of before, putting the Grow Grain belt in at the waist. Yeah. So, for those of you that don't have them in your wedding dress as it is, you can have your fitter add one and it basically keeps the dress at your waist, where it should be. And this actually helps it from falling down as well, if it's a strapless dress. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Some dresses, you can't really put the grow grain in because you'll see it, which it's, you know, it's hard. But like um, with
0: a low back, for example, yeah,
1: with a low back, or if it's just a crepe dress with nothing on it, you can see the belt. But the day of when you're walking down the aisle, great, looks beautiful. And then After your ceremony, if you're like, okay, now because I'm trying to move around and function, then you can actually have the belt. Like you can stitch your own belt in or have a professional stitch it in for you. Okay. If you have a dresser that day to just make it feel a little bit tighter. It's a tricky game to play, I think, when it comes to getting the fit to be perfect. Again, practice sitting down, practice moving around and seeing like, as soon as you're in your dress, and Julie had mentioned this before in a previous episode, where when you're in your dress, after a few hours, it starts to grow with your body and it gets bigger and it's longer or a little bit looser. The same thing happens when you're in your fittings. I've had brides who have almost like freaked out that the dress has felt too tight as soon as I put it on them. Okay, And then, you know, I just kind of like talk to them and I do like, do something else so that they're not paying attention to it anymore. And then, you know, after five or fifteen minutes, I ask them again about their bodice, and they're like, "Oh, I actually, I'm fine. I don't yeah. feel it at all. It's perfect." It warms up so, to them, right? I mean, it, it warms up. Yeah, and it molds to your body.
0: Okay, that's good to know. I think a lot of people don't know that.
1: Yeah, well, and so your advice on just having it a tiny bit snugger is that's the safest way to do it.
0: Yeah. Now, in the event that you talk to your fitter and they say no, we're not adding a grow grain or that it would be seen as you mentioned before on site on that day for just a normal person that doesn't have a dresser there with them. How do they do that? How do they add what do, what should they have with them to be prepared?
1: Okay. So, you can get grow grain ribbon at any like michael's or Joann's, like any kind of craft amazon, yeah. amazon yeah yeah amazon's <laughs> my the favorite everything so yeah you can order some grain. you can use grain for everything not only for your waist belt but like if a shoe strap breaks you can wrap it around your shoe you know there's all different tricks you can use yeah were.
0: put it in the emergency kit ladies yes
1: Absolutely. So I would get a one inch wide grain. Okay. One inch is the safest width. And then what you do is if you have a needle and thread, you stitch it to where your waist is in your dress, okay. inside of your dress. So usually most dresses have a waist seam, so you can kind of determine where that is. Right. But If you don't have a waist seam in your dress, put the belt, the grosgrain belt, on your body without the dress on. Then put the dress on and see how high you want the dress to sit, where you want it to be, and then add little safety pins to the sides, okay, to connect the dress to the belt. Mm -hmm. And then take the dress off and have somebody either stitch it or I don't recommend safety pins inside of your body with your dress because they can like pop open and you can see them sometimes too the fabric yeah
0: (laughs) i'm like forget the blood let's you know you can see it but no but you're right i mean it can they can pop pop open pretty easily
1: so ditch it if you can if that's not an option if you can't do any of that if you can't do this ribbon at the waist I mean, this is a tough one.
0: Yeah. A lot of brides say, I don't want to be pulling it up. You know, if it's a strapless dress, I hate when I see people, you know, pulling it up, pulling it up. You're
1: going to pull it up. I know. (laughs) I know.
0: And it's just, I think that honestly, I think sometimes it's just because they're used to it in their mind, just internally, they feel like they should be hiking it up if it's not. Yeah. But, you know, when I'm in this time of year... Particularly we're in tons and tons of wedding dress fittings and I almost always ask them to add a grow grain belt because you know it's a really good backup. When you do have it in there, a lot of times we'll have three levels of hooks basically or three degrees of tightness. How am I saying this? I'm trying to say, Yeah. yeah. So that, you know, you can start out on a looser one and get tighter, or vice versa. It's a really good way to make sure that your dress is staying in place.
1: Yes. And the other thing about a strapless dress in a fitting so this is something that we have been dealing with like forever designers make torsos short because they look more beautiful when they're sitting lower if you look at any model that's in a strapless dress the top neckline of her dress is very far from her underarm huh and okay. that's the, that's the main issue that I've been having with strapless dresses is that people are like, I understand that the waist of the dress is down there and my waist is super low, but I want the dress to sit up super high. <laughs>
0: right. So is that a modesty thing, do you think? Are people doing that for coverage?
1: It's a a comfort thing. It's just weird having something so low on your body, I think. Every couture corset, every couture strapless dress is low like that. So we in Alterations have been building the foundations of the dresses. So we just extend the boning. We add a corset into the dress to help push it up. And then back to the grow grain, we stitch the grow grain lower than the waist so it helps push it up. Oh, interesting. Okay. Later, if you are losing weight when the dress does slightly fall, at least it's a tiny bit lower. But again, this all comes down to you being in your dress and also communicating properly to your seamstress. If you let them know that like you're not used to wearing strapless dresses, and you keep having the urge to lift it up, talk to them about how they can extend the corset or do something to help push it up a little bit more. Yeah. Or at the point of, you know, when you're purchasing your gown, think about that too. Maybe you don't want to have to deal with someone reconstructing your whole dress so that it sits up higher. Um, maybe you may have to think about another option. I've had a situation where a girl's dress was too big at her wedding and I didn't have, this was like my friend's wedding. So I wasn't, I was like, oh, I'm my guest. Be
0: <laughs> no such luck.
1: <laughs> I brought like silly tools with me. I brought like little clippers and safety pins because I always, because I need to get involved if something bad happens. So <laughs> She was in a strapless dress, dress was too big. And I took ribbon from the florist and I made straps. So the straps were yeah. holding
0: us. That I was just thinking that when you were talking before. Yes, exactly.
1: So she walked down the aisle like the best that she could without the dress falling. And then for the party, I just safety pin straps onto her dress. So that's another thing you can do. Yeah. If your dress just feels like it's falling off of you. It won't obviously look as fitted at your waist, but at least it's not falling off.
0: Yeah. And you know, the other thing I was thinking as well, is that I've seen a resurgence, or maybe it's just the particular brides that I've been working with lately of wearing a long line corset. Yeah, which
1: is I've been seeing that too. Yeah. Oh, I'm so You're thrilled. Okay it's back it now. I know me too. Yeah. We, maybe eight years ago or something, people were like, totally into it. And then that went away. And now it's back. I mean, we're like selling so many of our long line corsets. Now, people just like that feeling. Yeah. And that Absolutely helps with your dress staying up 100%. Less pressure on your zipper.
0: No, it's true. I mean, you know, for those of you guys out there that don't know, it's a strapless corset that hits at about the hip bones. It goes okay. down there. A lot of them are low back, so you can wear them with dresses that kind of are cut down, not all the way to the waist, but, you know,
1: kind of yeah.
0: Uh, two-thirds of the way down your back. And it just gives you the chest support that a lot of dresses today just don't have in them. You yeah. know, I feel like a huge proportion of wedding dresses, especially those soft, flowy ones, they don't have any structure. So right. for fuller-breasted girls, they really need to have some support. So I have several brides right now using them. And it's great because it really holds you in and, you know, helps the dress lay a lot better. And you can snap them. You can have them attach clear snaps to the dress and to the bustier so that, yeah. you know, there's, it's staying in place.
1: Exactly. No, they're, they're awesome.
0: <laughs> do, you, do you have a favorite brand?
1: Yeah, actually the one that we sell in our shop is by Felina. Okay. F e l i n a. Okay. And they have one that has a foam front. Mm. So it's super smooth and flat. And the cups are very everything about it is super smooth. So it's almost like Spanx. Yeah. And there's no boning in the front. It's just boning at the sides. And that's been like magic. If you do that, and then you pull your Spanx up over it, it helps like hold it in place. And then sometimes we we even stitch the top of the corset to the dress.
0: Oh, yeah, you can do That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And for uh, you guys out there, I'll put in the show notes a link to that corset and and where you can buy it. That's a great idea. And, you know, it's funny because I actually had someone resurfaced the Va Bien the other day. And oh. it was I know it's like such a throwback from the <laughs> like early 2000s, but they work great. And it's actually lace, which a lot of times I don't recommend having underneath the dress. But yeah. th- for whatever reason, the way the cup is... And in fact, the fitter at um, Monique Lillier said, Oh my God, this is my favorite. I haven't seen one in so long. Oh my and God. It worked perfectly with every single dress this bride bought. She bought a lot of dresses. So... <laughs> But yeah, no, we'll put links in there for you. But I mean, it's just like anything else. You need to have a lot of choices. And we are going to go into this in a different episode, actually, about all about undergarments. But you bring a couple of choices to your fitting.
1: Yeah. And sometimes girls come in and they're like, I couldn't do that because I don't even know what I'm doing. And I need your help. So, you know, if you have a fitter that you feel comfortable working with, they also can help recommend what to wear. And again, Julie has like hundreds of recommendations. She's seen everybody in every dress. So, um, but you know, we have, I have several different versions in my shop that I like to recommend that happen to work with tons of different dresses, but your fitter again will say like, Hey, you need something that comes up to your waist, not past your waist or something that goes below your mid thigh because you'll see it when you walk or You know, you'll work together to figure out what it is that you need if you are confused.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, this turned into... <laughs> um, a very interesting discussion on undergarments as well. And, you know, really the foundation, that's why they're called foundations, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> about what you wear underneath your dress is hugely important to how it fits and can be an extra layer of protection against a dress that's too big. And, yeah. you know, you could even, I mean, I'm just sort of brainstorming here because that's what we do. But yeah. you could even, if you do have a long line corset on, you could perhaps safety pin the dress to the long Absolutely. line corset so that you're not. Yeah, that could work too. So it does give you some more options um, if you need the support. It it can be a great fix.
1: Well, and that's actually a great idea. Let's say you're not even wearing the long line corset. What if you just bring one? Yeah. And then if you need it, great, then you can attach the dress to that. So it's another, that's a great thing to have in your kit (laughs) just in case. (laughs) Bras
0: of all sizes. Perfect. (laughs) No, it's true. It's true. Well, Thank you so much for being here with us, Giselle. I really appreciate it. I always love getting your advice and your expertise on these tricky things that make a big difference. Yeah. Thank you so much. And for all of you out there who have questions that we didn't answer, please reach out. We want to hear from you. And you can find me on Instagram and my handle is at the stylish bride and you can find Giselle And her handle is at The Dress Doctor. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and give it a great review wherever you get your podcasts from. It'll help other listeners become aware of us. And don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss a tip on how to be dressed, styled, and down the aisle. Bye for now.